and welcome to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today we take a call with Lee Miller. He is the head of AGA's Financial Management Standards Board. We talk about the FMSB, what their role is in reviewing standards out of uh, FaceSab and Gatsby. So I think we'll learn a lot today and without further ado, here's the podcast. Hello and welcome to the AGA podcast. Today we're speaking with Lee Miller with AGA's Financial Management Standards Board. So good, good morning, Lee. How are you doing? I'm doing well this morning. Thank you. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us all the way from uh, Idaho. Are you in Boise? Where are you, where are you out there? Yeah, I, uh, state capital of Boise. I've been here for about 30 years. Okay. Very nice. Very nice state. I've, I've, I've been there a couple of times. Got some beautiful scenery. Yeah, it's a good time of the year. Really, yeah. really, really pretty. So, you know, of course, uh, just forewarns us of the winter to come. Of course. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get a little bit into it here. So, why don't we just start with just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, you know what your day job is and kind of and then what your role is on the uh, uh, the FMSB. Sure. Um, I work for an accounting firm um, called Ide Bailey. Um, we're a regional top 25 firm uh, in the U.S. Uh, we're basically located in the Midwest and the Rocky Mountain states. Um, personally, I have been doing public accounting for about 30 years. I've always been doing um, government, state and local government auditing and re- reporting throughout the, the 30 years. And it's been the past 25 years where I've probably where I spend um, 60 to 70 percent of my time um, working with state and uh, local government. So I deal with them with uh, aspects from uh, reporting to operations and um, I found it quite the uh, rewarding uh, career. I have been um, involved with AGA since um, about 1996-1997. Worked at different levels within the uh, local chapter, um, was president um, for the year. And then at the kind of national level, I've been on the NEC and uh, spent the last six years as the uh, chair of the FMSB. And basically um, just overseeing the process and as the you know, FMSB is in charge of uh, providing response uh, to the um, Standard setters, uh, you know, GASB uh, for your state and local governments, FACEF from a federal perspective. We've also provided response letters to the AICPA and the um, DOA, um, as well as whenever there's something that's out there that we believe that AGA can provide some insight or recommendation to the uh, standard setters. So that's kind of what we what I've been doing for the past several years of my life. Well, and we appreciate that. Um, so, and speaking of the, the kind of the main primary purpose of the FMSB, I think you kind of hit it on the head there. It's it's providing feedback on on accounting standards out there. Is that right? Yes. Um, you know, because uh, one of the things from the standard setters' perspective is that um, is you know, they're required in the sense that they need to get feedback from all the stakeholders. They can't just set standards without um, putting it out for comment. And so they look uh, for different organizations, individuals to be able to provide um, input, um, you know, make recommendations, 
regarding to the proposed standards that are uh, that they're putting out. And so, um, you know, AGA years ago um, felt like they needed to put together a kind of a core group to um, at least represent AGA, not to say that we represent everybody within the AGA. I mean, that's one of the things we encourage all our members is that if there is something from a standard setters, um, go ahead and, and respond. Uh, they want to hear from everybody that you know that has a stake um, into this, and so um, you know the FMSB was put together, and you know we have we can have up to about you know 25 members currently. I think we're about 18 or 19, and different representation within um, AGA. But you know, we put together the letters. Um, you know they're well thought out, um, lots of reviews and everything, and and providing the responses to the different standard setters. Right, and so going back to that, so you said about 19 to 25, something like that, members right now. And and what's the background of the, the different members? What kind of uh, areas are they working? Right, we have um, what, you know, referred to 11 private, so those are usually people from your public accounting firms. Uh, we have three state members, one local member, um, and then we have three federal. Now, the breakup between, uh, let's say, from a state and local perspective and a federal is there's basically eight uh, members that are uh, uh, state and local and, you know, from a GASBY perspective, and about 11 are from uh, the federal side of things, and, and so they're for the FASAB. Okay. And then, uh, you know, how how do people get on the board? I'm assuming it's voluntary. Are there terms or anything like that? Yeah, um, we're always looking for uh, for members. Uh, I mean, as I mentioned, we can have up to 25, and so we have um, you know some buffer at this point in time to, to add members. But typically, uh, you know, every year um, AGA opens it up for members to go and take a look at the different committees that are available, um, and so um, you know, encourage people to go through that process. Uh, and fill out the forms uh, via the AGA website. Uh, you know, you put down what uh, committee that they're interested in, and so you would uh, mark it as the FMSB is one that you'd be um, interested in. And they, um, I think, they also require some almost like a resume or some back background um, information, and I get submitted uh, to uh, to the group and also to the national office. And those are reviewed every year, and then recommendations are made for uh, for those that uh, we believe would be a good addition to uh, to the group. But we're always looking for uh, for volunteers, um, at, you know, throughout throughout the time. But there is the annual process. I mean, my first involvement with FMSB is basically, uh, even though I wasn't a member, I was aware of a standard that was out there. I wanted to get involved, and so. I'm, can't remember who was the chair at the time, but I called them up and says, hey, I'd like to at least be involved. And so they at least they brought me on uh, just for that one um, response, but um, but I wasn't there for the, as a representative of the FMSB. And so that was my first taste with the FMSB. And then after that, I went to the, um, the approval process and volunteering. Right. And you've been the chair for, you said six years, is that right? Yes. So what would you say are some of the, uh, you know, even just yourself personally or your career, you know, what, what, what have you kind of, what are some benefits or what have you learned or have you met a lot of people, I'm, I'm guessing? 
Oh, the benefits have been um, been really good from a you know from a technical perspective. Uh, a lot of times, I think as a, um, accountants and as auditors, as we're implementing standards, um, you know, we go to trainings and we gain an understanding, and we 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 get them implemented and working with with our clients or with our organizations. But being involved with the FMSB has has made me be more technical. I try to understand the, the the whys behind the standards, not necessarily how it gets implemented or what the end product is, but the whys doesn't make sense. You know, where uh, are the standard setters? What's their perspective, and why do they um, uh, believe that this would be the best thing for for the organizations and everything? And so, it's really been a benefit from that perspective of of driving myself to be more technical and just dive deeper into um, the issues. Um, as one of the things of being chair of the FMSB is that um, the F AGA is a member of GASAC, which is the uh, advisory council for GASB, and meet three times a year with the GASB board members and the staff, provide feedback on issues that are coming up or things to be considered. And so been able to meet a lot of great people from a standard setting um, perspective. And then also same thing over on the, on the federal side um, and meeting people there. One of the things we do as a group is that every year at the national PDT, we, you know, we get together um, in person for, for meet for about an hour, hour and a half kind of at the PDT and kind of give an update of what we've done for the past year. But we also invite um, the chairs of GASB and of FASAB and they attend and provide a brief uh, review of what's going on with their organization, but it provides an opportunity of members of the FMSB to meet meet them in person. You know, kind of help them to uh, know that hey, these are normal, good people, and and um, and so it gives an opportunity for members to kind of expand who they know and the opportunity to be able to uh, rub shoulders with them. Right, that's great. So now, why don't you walk us through just a, a base, the basic process for how the uh, the board works? Let's say uh, an exposure draft or something is out there. How do you guys kind of grab hold of that and, and start working on it? Yeah, you know, we we um, um, always review and are always um, in contact with the different organizations. Um, you know, we, we maintain um, looking at their websites. And when the notices come out that they have um, released what they refer to typically as an exposure draft of a particular topic that they um, need some feedback, uh, you know, we we grab um, we grab that file and we basically then set up a, a an appointment with the with the group that we'll all get on the phone and to discuss it. So that was used to get sent out anywhere from three to four weeks before we meet. It gives an opportunity for the members to, to review the documents, you know, um, put down their thoughts and their concerns and suggestions in regarding uh, to the to the exposure draft, and then we'll get together on the phone. Now, not everybody attends for um, all of these um, conversations, whether you know from a timing perspective and availability to uh, you know it's a, it may be a Gasby item, and they're on the federal side and they really don't have much to provide. So, um, but we usually do get other people on the other side of the aisle, and that's one of the things that both Gasby and FaceApp have 
have mentioned and, um, and appreciate is the fact that our group does have a different perspective because we do, you know, we'll have some federal input for state and local and vice versa. And so they really appreciate that um, perspective in our, in our responses. And so after the discussion and everything, um, we'll put together um, a letter kind of summarizing all the comments and run that by the group. And, you know, they have their input. Um, you know, every time I, I send out the draft, it's, I always tell them, hey, this is a, a group effort. Um, you know, please, you know, provide any feedback. Um, that you have, and then we, you know, as a we finalize the letter, and then that gets submitted as as uh, as a response. That's kind of a general high level process of what we do when we're responding to the um, various organizations. Right, and and so these these responses are purely just the board, so you don't involve any outside folks on these. Uh, that's correct. Um, you know, we we always put in our letters that hey, this. Um, this is just from this expresses uh, those views of the people that are um, on the board it is not a direct representation of AGA um, but we encourage all our members and like I've mentioned before you know individually or even as a, a local chapter they can put in their own responses um, but it just allows uh, at least the board and AGA to have some sort of input um, for the standard sending process. Right, and then do you find that, uh, I mean, do you get a lot more um, drafts from GASB versus FaceAB or vice versa? Kind of what's the, the, the largest volume from? Yeah, on average, um, GASB will have more exposure drafts than, than FaceAB, sometimes two to three times more than FaceAB will have. And so, um, you know, a good chunk of the time is from the um, GASB side of things. But the FaceApp has enough going on that, you know, we probably meet at least three or four times a year just for federal side of things, um, you know, dealing with uh, their exposure drafts or other um, letters and things that they've put out. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I, I would assume, you know, state local governments probably have a lot more uh, maybe complex issues or just, you know, different things that will pop up because they're in different states or things like that versus federal. Is that what you guys see or? Yeah, yeah. It just there's a um, a lot more, like you mentioned, just different issues. A lot more of them um, that they're that they're trying trying to address. Now, uh, do you all ever, uh, you know, look at other standard uh, setters such as FASB for the you know commercial world or the international IASB? Any of that, or does that ever come into play? You know. Um... Over the years, we've we've responded to a few things with the AICPA, um, you know, because they'll put something out that will affect governments. Uh, if I remember correctly, one um, was regarding that uh, what is the definition of a government, and so we provided some feedback to that. One year, we provided feedback on the um, the CPA exam. They were going through and and revamping it and. Um, you know, the president at the time felt like, hey, we need to say something to make sure that the different governments um, are represented in the CPA exam because both from a state, local, and a federal, there's a number of, of issues and things that CPA should be should be aware of. And so we've responded um, to the AICPA. In regards to others, um, uh, we haven't. There just really hasn't been anything that's come up that that we felt like addressed or that AGA was affected directly by it. Right. 
No, I have to attest. Uh, I remember when I took my CPA exam, I think there was literally one question about federal accounting and maybe a few more about government, you know, governmental in general, but right. there's nothing on there. So that is very true. Yeah, no, um, it's, it's a small percentage, but you know, I think everybody agrees that there should be at least something there to, to, uh, to let this, um, you know, the prospective CPAs that their governments and have a say or there are issues when it comes from an accounting and auditing perspective. Right. And, of course, that's why we have the CGFM, right? Yes. There yeah. So uh, why don't you uh, give us a little story, maybe something about, um, you know, maybe a standard that was changed based on some of your recommendations from the group? Sure. You know, we... Um, over the years that when we've done our response letters, we've had several times where we've gotten direct questions from um, staff, both from a Gatsby and the FaceApp saying, hey, we noticed you wrote something in here and just need to get a little bit uh, a better an explanation and everything. But there was one in particular where um, Gatsby had come out and was trying to fix basically three or four different types of 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 items regarding to your uh, what we refer to as GASB 67 and GASB 68, which is the pension standards. And one of the things they were talking about is maybe providing additional information in the footnotes uh, when it came to uh, you know employees, um, benefits, um, and um, you know, I had put that out for, for, for feedback. And we had, as a, as a group, um, you know, I had taken a look at it and felt like, well, that while this might be good information, it gets to the point where if you start reporting and having too much information, then the footnotes become irrelevant because it's just too much to try to try to understand. And so we had just specifically pointed out the fact that while we believe this is something that's good, we just believe it's just it's just too much. And um, I had one of the board members actually come up to me at one of my gas act meetings and asked me directly um, regarding our comment on this. Um, and why we felt that way, and um, you know, I explained to him our position and everything, and found out when we were reviewing the minutes from from the um, actual board meeting that um, staff made the recommendation that the proposed um, footnote disclosure, you know, not be included, and basically refer to our comments as the reason that they got to thinking about it and came to a conclusion they agreed to us that um, maybe that information was was too much and so that's one of, of several different examples where um, you know something directed as the FMSB was seriously taken into consideration that's good well and you know and then what I guess I didn't really ask you but I mean what kind of factors have you found that the board usually kind of you know identifies as, as things to push back on, you know, like, is this too much work for the community to do? Is this just an unnecessary type of disclosure or maybe they need to disclose more? I mean, what kind of conversations do you all have? Um, are you talking amongst the group or just even yes. uh, with, um, with the standard setters? Well, I mean, honestly, amongst the group too, because I'm curious, you know, how much you guys kind of, you know, do you tend to agree with each other? Is there a lot of arguments, <laughs> Is there, you know, so to speak? I mean, you know. Right. Well, you know, it's never come to an argument. I mean, it's um, because 
one of the things we try to do is, you know, a lot of times we're pretty much in, uh, we all agree to a, maybe a, a, a certain aspect, but there'll be times where there'll be people saying, well, you know, I agree, but there, you know, I have this concern. And so we'll, we'll write our letter saying, you know, overall as a group, you know, we agree with this, but you know, we've had a couple of members that expressed these concerns and, and we believe that, yeah, that's something that you probably need to, um, uh, take into considerations. And so, um, well, the majority of the time, you know, we're, we seem to be pretty much on the same page, but there's different opinions, but, and likely, um, it's never ever come to an argument, but I think that's just because we all understand that we're just trying to get the information out. We're hoping we're saying something that'll grab the standard setter's attention so that they will consider it and hopefully make it a better standard when it, when it, when it gets uh, finalized. But no, overall, it's been a good group. Uh, a lot of great people that are involved and um, have a lot of good input. Right. Great. Well, uh, I just had one more question for you. And uh, that's basically, you know, do you see any um, things in the next in the future that you that you would like the board to, to do or, or anything changes you think might be coming down your way? You know, at this point, I don't see anything changes from um, the board's perspective as to what our purpose is, um, what, um, you know, what we're going to be doing. Um, you know, we are a reactionary um, board we really there aren't really opportunities for us to be kind of you know set setting something forward um but there's you know the biggest thing is that there's always constant changes at at all levels both federal and the um, state side of things gasby is trying to um change and to improve the financial reporting aspect and so that you know there'll be a lot of work from from that perspective and so we're always looking for good input um from the gatsby side of things FaceApp is always continuing to work towards um part of the goal of of you know getting the full um financial statement audit a good clean opinion for the full federal government and so they constantly are working towards towards that goal as well and so they're always looking for input and so you know the short answer is no i don't see any major changes to the organization or what we do but there is a lot out there that um that there's going to be work that needs to be done okay and then um, i there is a, a site on the aga website for you guys right Yes. Um, it, you know, there's two places. One that talks about our purpose and kind of our bylaws that um, that are out there that drive the organization. And then another site that provides, here's all the um, response letters that have gone out to the different organizations for the past, I think, anywhere from five to ten years, depending um, on the number of letters that are out there. So they're, they're out there. And, and, and as you mentioned before, encourage anybody to uh, you don't have to wait to the annual time in January, March, but if you feel like this is something you want to do, we're always looking for volunteers. Yeah, and I was actually I was going to ask you: Do they uh, go through AGA? Do they give you a call? What's the what's the process? Yeah, if you if they go to the voluntary section in AGA and there's a form, just go ahead and fill that out and submit that, um, and then that will get back to to me and the rest of the group. Okay. Well, great. Uh, Lee, thanks for joining us today. I think we learned a lot, and uh, it's a great service you all are providing for the community. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. Getting near the end of the year here, so 
We'll have a few more to post, but then we'll be back in January with all new podcasts. And I hope you all will tune in. Check us out, AGACGFM.org. Until next time, this is Paul Marshall signing off for Eternal Building Talks with AGA.